I've lived a thousand lives. I piloted a thousand souls. I killed and fought and died just for a single Welcome to Dying Embers. I'm your host, GM Mace. Happy you guys could join us. Let's go around the table, introduce everyone, and let's jump I don't, right into... I, we're, we're not streaming. We're not oh, live. Oh, good. We're, not, we're live. not live yet. No. Oh, well, it's probably going to take a few seconds, but I'm just going to... Well, but it's, it's only like a 15-second delay. There we go. How do I pop out the Hey! Screen? Now we are. <laughs> Hi, guys. Are we on? We were live. We I apologize. <laughs> Oh my god. Enjoy all of this live action, because you're here right now. Uh, (laughs) I'm your host, GM Mace. Let's go around the table, and let's introduce everyone. Starting to my right with Joey. Oh, hey guys. Uh, I'm Joey. I am playing uh, Elfin... Oh my god, I can't pronounce my own character's name. This is a great start. Uh, Elfin Doric, uh, the bard. Nice. Moving down to Clara. Hi, I'm Clara, and I'm playing a half-elf rogue named Petra. Over to Nick. Hey, guys. Uh, I am playing a uh, Kenku cleric uh, named uh, Maktaba. That's the other thing you need. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, uh, I'm Blythe, and I am playing a fire genasi mystic named Salhera. She'll probably end up just go by Sal a lot. All right. So uh, last week, we created the world together. Uh, Those of you that were tuned in, you guys got to help us build the connections, what type of world it was, how folks uh, communicate and interact with one another. We decided that this was going to be a world that was torn. A war has happened between the magical nations and non-magical nations, and the magic side lost. It happens. Uh, We've agreed that everyone here is part of the magic side and are now kind of of trying to make ends meet. They do have their own ship, uh, thanks to Nick and his... Mason, Jameson, you appear to be muted. People are saying they can't hear you. Oh, no. As usual. That's not good. So let's try and figure out what's going on. Sorry, someone on the stream's name is Cupcake Butcher, and I'm super into it. Oh, that's it's a, Tracy. That's that's our friend Tracy. She's Hi, great. Tracy. She's a lovely human. I misheard that, and that you said Cupcake Witcher, and I got very <laughs> excited. Okay. Cupcake Witcher. Can please. you hear me now? I'm going to let this run for a bit. Uh, Nick, if you can throw that in the chat, I'd appreciate it. Yep, yep. Thank you, sir. All right, so I'm just going to continue talking. I'm seeing peaking in level, so that's something. You know. I'll give it the 15 seconds to catch right up. Tracy is saying the best things in her in chat, and I love it so much. All right, I'm going to not be anal, and I'm going to close Twitch because I get weird when I can see chat, so. 
All righty. <laughs> no also, worries. I can't figure out how to pop it out. <laughs> uh, it's in the settings. It's okay. Okay. Well, I'll tell you. I can tell you later if you want. Uh, I just found it again also. So. Someone who I live with just let me know that uh, we can hear you now. Okay. Great. Oh, good. Yay! Okay. Wonderful. Thank you. So we'll redo introductions since maybe it was just Thank me you, someone. I think everybody else can hear us. Or we'll they can hear... We've we've been getting commented on our things. Okay. Well, then it's just us? me. Yeah, I asked them to let us know if uh, if they still couldn't hear you and no one said anything, so... Okay. Great. Wonderful. So, uh, where was I? Oh, yes. Last week we had created this world together where we decided that magic side versus anti-magic side. Magic side lost. These folks are all part of the magic side. And uh, now they're trying to make ends meet. It's been five years since the war ended in a truce. Uh, oh, maybe it was just extra, maybe I got to move closer to the mic. Does that help? I hope so. Um, so yeah, the war has ended, and now we're picking this up five years later. Um, everyone has gone through and introduced their characters, but we didn't actually go over and make character ties because you guys didn't really know who you were at that time. So, during the five years' time, which one of you uh, saved the other one from uh, dangerous fate? Oh, I death saved Maktaba when we were escaping the temple from destruction. Uh, who saved who? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Is your warrior guardian protector human? So that's just your job. <laughs> uh, no, I'm 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 perfectly willing to accept that. I was making a uh, sticker on the back of someone's car joke. Mm. <laughs> I am your human, or not your human, but I'm your fire Janoski pet rescue. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, I was going to say, as discussed last game, uh, it doesn't really count because it's, I think we discussed it last game. Um, Alphon fucking brought me back from the dead. That's fine. Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) No proof. (laughs) Okay. All right. Aside from that, who screwed up in a way that endangered the group? Oh, I'm sorry. Can we go back a step there? Oh, yeah. uh, Blythe, can you can you say what happened and how you saved uh, how uh, how Sahara saved Maktaba? Sure. Um, so I see it as we were both like you were hard at work studying and archiving things and you know making sure everything was in order and things started to collapse and things started to go wrong and. Obviously, you started to sense the danger, but immediately Saul rushed in and was like, we need to get out of here and, like, got you, like, basically got you and helped you fight your way out. And, yeah, you, obviously, like, I think it was a team effort, but she definitely was there to make sure that you got out alive. Okay, cool. All right. If that works for you. Sounds great. Okay, so, uh, jumping back forward, uh, who got the group into the most amount of danger? I feel it's clearly Petra. Call it a hunch. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you be correct? (laughs) Yeah, oh, 110%. Like, um, 
it was it was just a Petra scheme that was sorely misjudged. Okay. Where did you go? Okay. Can you guys name one time where you got very, very lucky where luck just happened to work your way? Hmm. Maybe there was a job. Maybe maybe that Petra scheme that got us into a lot of danger ended up actually man- like working out and we actually ended up better for it? Oh. Yeah. So I, think that, I think that um, we were we were robbing let's let's get cliche about this um we were robbing a train of supplies that were headed to not a literal train but like a caravan of supplies that were headed to um who we deemed were the aristocrats and bad guys and those supplies should have gone to back to the town that they were from because uh they needed them more uh and I had hatched a ridiculous scheme that, as usual, involved stealing people's uniforms and posing as someone else. And it went all wrong when it turns out that um, all of those that paperwork that you usually have to have to prove who you were, mm-hmm. since the empire has changed over and since the truce, all of the like documents have changed how they look. So we used old documents that just didn't quite work. So I, I'm I'm uh, if I can step in here for a moment. Maktaba oh, yeah, has a uh, one of the racials for the Kenku is that they are uh, fantastic forgers and can do anything you like. So they're beautiful. <laughs> they were perfect documents. They just happen to be the ones that they're not using anymore. They're in the yeah. wrong color. They moved to mauve. Right. That's what I hate about this new about this it's new a diff- government. It's a different typeface now. Everything is red. <laughs> um, so uh, that's how I fucked up. But uh, it just uh, just happened, like, deus ex machina, I guess. Like, the train crashed itself. I don't know. There was a penny on the tracks. Damn pennies. Oh, oh can I? Actually, I have something that might work for that paperwork. Yes, please. So we were, we thought we were totally boned. And yes. it just wasn't going to work. And fortunately, the person in charge, like the the inspector, the conductor, whoever was checking the paperwork mm-hmm. hates the new forms and they were a big fan of the old forms and were like, oh, I can <laughs> see that you are a person of of, uh, of class and breeding as well and uh, don't, don't want to switch over to these ugly, horrible imperial forms. We survived via clerical error. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> we almost died via a clerical error and survived <laughs> a clerical error. I love it. I love it. That's perfect. Uh, which one of you... Actually, we've, we've resolved this one. I feel like everyone's got a tie to one another. Uh, Joey, what is a tie that you have with Blythe's character? Hmm. What is an adventure that you two would have gone on, Zuko style? <laughs> uh, if, if, if you want to take a moment to think I about that, yeah. uh, there's a our... We're still we're streaming as uh, insert coin. The title was not updated. Dope. Oh no! Unfortunately, oh. I don't think there's a way to do that while we're live. So we may just uh, have to have to lump it. <laughs> I Hi, welcome to Tears is. of the Blood. Yep. I think there is a way. We're way deep in the loop. Right. Oh hmm. no! This was what's on the other side of the portal. Me. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Crash oh. lied to us. Quarantine, guys. Quarantine. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I... I don't have access to it, so we're just going to continue on as is uh, and just right. be insert coin. Okay, Part cool. B side. Dave got real hot. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'll have to apologize to Dave. <laughs> Sorry, there was nothing Danny could do about it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, love it. Okay. Uh, Welcome to Happy Jack's Quarantine. <laughs> We've all mad here. <laughs> nothing makes sense. Where the games are made up and the titles don't matter. <laughs> you can't go too far away from Petra. <laughs> So I maybe can what do we too. do? <laughs> I can come. Too. We should figure. I was gonna say like um, I think that there's probably like a stat. Uh, we've got to figure out like a little bit of like a range or something. Yeah, they're, they're little. Have, yeah, there'll be a plot appropriate range. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, like a it's, radius that you are in. Uh, I'm gonna say nine inches. <laughs> Does that work? No. Okay. I mean, I haven't been complete so far. <laughs> enough to sleep in a different room At enough least. to social distance <laughs> you don't provoke an attack of opportunity <laughs> um, uh, but as far as our adventure I think because you if I remember correctly um, Saul your job at the order was to help kind of find artifacts and stuff yeah yeah I was I was basically a guardian slash archaeologist. Like, I would go recover artifacts and bring them back and then give them to the archivist. And then towards the towards the war, I started staying back and guarding a lot more because they probably needed me there instead of out in the field. Mm-hmm. Well, what, uh, if we, what if we caught wind of something? We were at, like, a village or something and <laughs> almost kind of a, not to pull this movie, but Temple of Doom-ish, where there was some kind of relic that had this, you know, long story associated with it for this village uh and we it was stolen by bandits or something and we went and recovered it and, and i don't know if, if that works or if we want to expand on that more i like that no i like that idea that like we were in a village and you you were talking to some of the people recording their stories and their songs and heard like a tale of this legendary artifact that was probably now under the control of the empire and we were basically like what if we go get it and just not tell anybody that we're doing this because we don't want them to get mad at us for wasting resources. I like that. And I think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know how Clara's rogue is, but I think the two of us might be the most subtle of the four, perhaps. (laughs) Yeah. I'm also, I, this is the, I'm like bordering lawful good because I have a code that I kind of adhere to. And part of my code is like, no, I have to do the right thing and bring this back to these people. <laughs> okay. So, but yeah I, yeah, I like that. I think we, we went and found this relic. Maybe the the uh, the uh, Empire Engine didn't know what they had. Maybe they thought, oh, it was just pretty. Or they thought it was something more than it actually was. That it really was just of cultural significance to this village. Yeah, I like th- I like that idea a lot. I mean, it doesn't have to necessarily be the entire Empire engine, but it could be like a legate or something, someone mm-hmm. higher ranking, yeah. but not, you know. No, oh, yeah, you just like someone who's in charge of keeping an eye on this area, maybe like a, I don't know, uh, like I an admiral. The right word. Yeah, like a like a, yeah. a baron. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, a bar- Yeah, like a baron who was just like 
stationed there to as an embassy but keeps causing problems kind of thing like he's there for peaceful negotiations but it's not really peaceful or like um you know when the empire kind of won uh there were a lot of areas that were just turned over to the empire as like they rule now have fun enjoy so they don't know the culture they don't know the people they just sort of are in charge now yeah that's exactly kind of what i'm thinking I reminded, uh, I think it's second season of Avatar, where they go to Omashu, mm-hmm. and there's, yeah. like, the Fire Nation governor who's now in charge. Like, that kind of thing. They appointed their own person in charge of the area. Yeah. Yes. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Uh, Nick and Clara, uh, I'm going to ask you the same question. Now, I'm also going to ask this uh, two more times, one for Blythe and Clara, and one for Joey and Nick. This way everyone's got a little story connecting each other. So, Nick and Clara, what was an adventure that you two went on? It could be just something as simple as you went to go get fruits and they were stolen and so you had to chase down the bandits to get the fruits. Well, I just found out that Maktaba is an excellent forager. (laughs) I was wondering if that was going to play into uh, into it. So, like, 110%... Um, Petra's been using Maktaba, I mean, like, no, using's the right word, um, <laughs> as like, oh, I was like, hey, I need you to, I, I just, I just want, want you to draw something for me, just like casually, no, no big deal. So. Exactly. Why does this look I like think, money? Yeah, I, I think initially, uh, initially you sort of were, uh, maybe asking for paperwork or things that, uh, didn't occur to Maktaba initially that they were um, going to be used for nefarious purposes. It's not um, nefarious. I'm a freedom fighter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, uh, and and your pockets need a lot of freedom as I understand it. <laughs> I am liberating other people's stuff. Right. Um, but, I, although he is kind of a dusty academic at this point, there was a time when he was out in the field, and I think that you sort of gradually reminded him about uh, about what that was like, and he realized what you were kind of setting up. And I think that maybe at some point, uh, sort of as a a lesson and a and a joke, did something wrong, gave you bad paperwork that you asked for, oh. uh, and then and then probably helped out with the ensuing chaos. Oh, definitely. I think. I think it was like maybe it was like um, a forged deed or something and it was like you were like oh it's just a deed like how bad could it be and it was like it, it, it and it you but like then I was like hey come with me and you're like I did not anticipate having to go with you for this <laughs> <laughs> and like it's fine we're good runners <laughs> all right all right Blythe and Clara what do you think, uh, what adventure would you two have gone on? I think we probably butt heads a lot because oh, yeah. Saul is like pretty, tries to be pretty good. She's not perfect at it, but she's pretty like, nah, I must do the right thing. Don't steal from people. Like she will steal from rich and give to the poor, but she's like, don't steal from that person. They're not bad. So <laughs> I feel like you and I have, like, very different views of, like, 
what exactly is bad. <laughs> like, um, because he, because Saul has such like a strict moral like compass and like set of rules. Um, I think it not so much like an adventure, but Petra and Saul. There's a lot of like, hey. Saul, look all the way over there and just keep staring that way and ignore all the screaming. <laughs> like, and Saul is like, please don't kill those people. They didn't didn't deserve that. There's no killing. Slight maiming, no killing. I think, I, you know what I think our adventure would have been is something that would have, like, we would have had to have one that got us pretty close. Like, maybe Saul actually got really hurt during something and Petra had to get Saul's ass out, basically. I could see that. Like, you had to save me. And then that was kind of the moment where it was like, fine, we're friends, even if I don't always agree with you. Okay, I think what it was is in a similar situation where we were just in occupied land, like, enemy-occupied territory, um, Saul got very, like, into doing the right thing, like, like protecting some, uh, a group of um, magic users who were being picked on in a place where magic was banned, and brought out her own magic, and so Petra broke her out of jail for that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Saul, I like that. I feel like Saul's not subtle in a lot of ways. Like, oh no, I have a negative to charisma. Yes, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think you're subtle. <laughs> Good. Okay, that's probably fine. I. It's fine. I am. I don't. I try not to use magic if I don't have to in a situation, but it doesn't necessarily stop me if I'm real angry. <laughs> I am a genasi. Sometimes things just get heated. Your literal fire. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I just want to let you all know, uh, Saul isn't the only one with a negative to charisma. Although I don't oh. think mine is impulsive. I think it's more the uh, I he that Mactaba doesn't speak up. He isn't imposing, so he doesn't have that force of personality. How mm. tall is Mactaba? How tall are um, Kenku? Uh, about five feet is what they say, but I'm per- but I'm seeing, depending on what other people's heights are, probably shorter than the rest of the party, I think. Well, I'm going for an average 6'2", because I've heard from many people that six foot's about average. <laughs> so Sorry. I'm sad. <laughs> okay. So sorry. That was a weird, un- un- unable to candle reaction. Um, no, I, uh, I, I always play short characters. I like being short. I'm five six. That's what I made her because I like playing characters that are taller than I am. I have a dream in fantasy that I can reach things. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, I'm probably around, like. Five six or five four, like average female height. Okay, then then uh, I think five foot is probably just just fine. Then I don't I don't in this character I don't feel need to be super tiny. Although like like uh, live, I usually like to play small characters in, in games. <laughs> <laughs> just be like, oh, you could sit anywhere. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, I just want to get my parchment paper down from the top shelf. You can always tailor clothes smaller. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. I, I don't want to be used as an armrest. Someone to pick me up? <laughs> <laughs> Ow. We can literally be here 
all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Say like, yeah. Ow. Uh, Nick and Joey, what is an adventure that you two would have been on? I think that maybe the two of us had more of a scholarly type mm-hmm. adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, An adventure of learning. All right. Where I, I think that uh, between the two of us, there was probably a, let's say there was a, a town and they had, um, there's a local legend in the town about a monster that lives in a cave and you were there to kind of collect their stories and their uh, understanding. Uh, as I understand your character, I don't want to be putting no, no, dude, that's that's you. pretty on par. Okay, uh, and then I was also interested in in recording and preserving that information, but also exploring this uh, this cave. Um, I don't know. Do you think that we actually found and fought a monster, or do you think it's just been long abandoned and it was kind of a uh, just a local legend that everyone says it's haunted quote but um there's just like wind goes through rock formations or something or i don't know i mean it doesn't necessarily it could be a an actual encounter or it could just be something a mystery that we solved i like that it's a mystery i think that it is something mundane maybe it was just you know a run-of-the-mill kind of wild animal or some whistling or or something to that effect but maybe i Try. I'll, I'll say I tried. I don't know if I succeeded, but I tried to convince you to keep the legend going. Like, let's not tell them the truth. Let's. This is because this. It's giving. Maybe part of the legend is like part of the like the coming of age for the the, the kids going into adulthood in the village. Like, you have to go and face the monster, and if we confirm with them that the monster doesn't actually exist, it takes that away from them. Oh yeah, like they have to. Uh, they have to spend. Everyone says they have to spend a, a night in the cave, mm-hmm. and so the kids have to like. They only get to like the very entrance part, and then there's a lot of giggling and scared. And I wasn't scared. You were scared, and you know, running off and hiding and that sort of thing from the noises, or you know, maybe there is an animal that that lives in the back or something. What yeah. if it's a remnant? And so they all run phone. What if oh, it's like a remnant home? of the war? Like, what if it's an old piece of machinery that just occasionally whirs or, like, makes a noise? But it doesn't, it's, like, nothing is actually, it doesn't work, it's not real anymore, but it, like, occasionally will, like, you can hear the metal, like, clanking because it gets blown in the wind or something. Everybody's, and so it became, like, a ghost story. I kind of like that, but I kind of like it being older. I like it being, like, That's fair. like, generations have been doing this, this practice. What if, okay, so I, I, I totally like this. I, I love this idea. I think that Mektaba is fine with not spoiling the surprise uh, of it all uh, or the, the, the magic of it, so to speak, but would actually still record the actual cause. Mm-hmm. And what if it's a... What if it's a creature that's been thought extinct in this area for a very long time, and there's actually a very small population that lives in the back of this cave, and so it's kind of you know exciting and magical and something that we might want to check up on and make sure that it continues? Um, I really like that. That's future. that's super fun. I'm I'm all for that. Okay, great, wonderful. That's all amazing. I'm glad everyone has a, a little story that they can tell about a journey they've been on with each other 
Uh, again, you guys have been together for you know about five years now. So, flashing to present day, you are rocketing through the air as uh, beams of energy are blazing past your ship. You guys are bucking back and forth, trying to dodge these uh, these skiffs that are chasing after you. Uh, Clara, uh, you guys finished a job. Uh, who was the client? Um, uh, the mayor? No. Uh, yeah, the the uh, headman of a small tribe of druids. Druids? Um, okay. Yeah. Do I have to tell you what the job was? No, no, no. We're going we're gonna to okay. share this. Right, we're going to get a little piece. Nick, uh, what is it that you uh, went in there to get for the druid tribe chieftain? Um, we went to recover a uh, fossilized acorn that is important to their tribe and and had been thought lost. Fossilized acorn, all right. Great. Uh, Joey, who did you need to steal this fossilized acorn from? Oh, no, I kind of wish we hadn't used that governor uh, in my life because it seems so appropriate. Um, but I think it was something. Um, could still be the governor. Could be a mob boss or local Maybe this lord. one particular governor we are a big pain in the ass to. Oh, he's like your sheriff of Rottingham <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> um, oh, I kind of like a mob boss. I kind of like someone who's trying to exert their own dominance over this community. Like, they're not associated with either government, but they're trying to kind of strong arm their way into being in charge of this little square of land. So they, they took it as kind of a power play. Interesting. Okay. All right. Let's see. Blythe, where was the item kept that you had to break in and get it? Um, the mob boss didn't quite understand how important it was. Like, mm-hmm. he was like, it's just an acorn. Why would anybody want this? But he knew it pissed off the druids, so he took it. Um, so he keeps it in, like, a... He has, like, a dusty cellar of items that he thinks are just trash. Mm-hmm. And he it's not being well-kept. It's just, like, kind of sitting there. And it's something that's... It's not super well-guarded, but you have to get through the rest of his guards to get to it. Understood. So it looked like a pretty easy job. You know, you guys go, you recollect or uh, retrieve this acorn for these druids. I mean... Come on, it's it's a no big deal. Clara, something happened where the stakes were raised. What raised the stakes? Uh, we went in for the acorn. Um, and we found documents while we were shuffling through the mob boss's things that show that he was also in... Engage, uh, looking to engage in illegal slave trade. Oh, he's a slaver as well. Oh no. Okay. Sorry, I just added slavery to our world. Sorry. It happens. You know, I'm I'm not justifying slavery. I'm, we're gonna back away from that one. All right. <laughs> so, uh, Joey, what was each one of your roles in this heist as you were breaking in? You know, was somebody to look out? Who was the main face person? 
Well, considering I think I'm the only one with a positive charisma from what I'm hearing from the group, I think I'm probably going to be the face. Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> Let me double check. I have a plus three. Okay, well, so do I. Fine. Elfon and Petra get us out of trouble. Yeah. Um, so I think I was a distraction for the mob boss. I think I went under, under the guise of someone wanting to to make some kind of trade or make some kind of business arrangement with them. Kind of posing maybe as a mob boss from another area. Oh, all right. Uh, and I think Saul and um, Maktaba and uh, Petra were charged with infiltrating the basement. Petra to get them in, Maktaba to know what we were looking for and to make sure we get the right thing, and uh, Saul to make sure they got out safe. But that's cool with everybody. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. All right. So the heist has started. Something goes wrong. Nick, what went wrong in the heist? There was a mechanical sentry that we didn't know about that activated once we were inside. And it didn't sound an alarm, but it started to stop the intruders and we had to uh, fight it, disable it, and escape. And in the process, we caused a lot of uh, collateral damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, as as yeah, as <laughs> as we ran off. All right, uh, Blythe. Who was the the clutch save? Who was somebody that went above and beyond in this mission? Hmm. In. Honestly, I'm going to say it was probably Alphon, because as things are going horribly, horribly wrong, like, we're causing all this collateral damage, and he is just doing the most to try and keep the mob boss (laughs) off of us and off of our trail. Look at the birdie, not the birdie. Yep. Just doing the most, and it worked for long... It worked long-ish... We're fine. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think we got too close to getting... We were, like, running behind the mob boss at one point. And I was like, look at me! Look at me! Oh, While okay. the sentry is chasing us. And uh, as, as, as I'm hearing uh, the cues from uh, Elephon, I'm trying to mimic the sounds that he's saying things are, so trying to change screams <laughs> into cheers or <laughs> like the worst improv game <laughs> it's just a cat <laughs> see cats <laughs> perfect so the uh what's what's the name of your ship by the way we never really settled on that there were mm. some really good options yeah there nick, were nick did a great job he did claire had some good uh pitches as well I, 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 oh, I, I didn't see. see. I gotta go look. I gotta, I gotta see. I didn't so, see. do we want to? Uh, do we want to let chat have a stab at it too? Yeah, yeah sure. we could. Yeah, I mean, uh, have... we 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 can always override anything that they say. But uh... I am open to chat suggestions. Chat, take it away. If you guys, folks, have any uh, ideas, go for it. Make it happen. Uh, uh, so much trust in our and our I viewers. Did, like... yeah. <laughs> So we also had... Oh, go ahead. 
Oh, I just saying one of Clara's suggestions I really liked was Flame Wind. Um, and from you, I really liked Dancing Flame and Silver Blossom. Those were um, all ones I liked. I liked uh, uh, Nick's uh, Varakus, but I think it's from something else. Oh, no, I, I, if it is, it's entirely accidental. I just made up a word that sounded neat to me. Um, I like it, but um, I think that because it's technically a ship we borrowed permanently from um, the Order, mm-hmm. it would have a name that kind of leans towards the Order, so it felt more like it would be like a uh, Silverwind or one of the more nature sounding names that we had we had drawn up. Well, they yeah they were arcane they were arcane ish magic oh. um, was their thing so like I I like Silver Blossom but I also like us being like we've had this ship for five years we're changing the name <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think but- you would have had to fight Saul for a while to get her to agree oh yeah oh yeah but I also wanted to paint stripes on the side of it because it would make it go faster yeah you're our Sabine. Yeah. You are literally ours. Sorry, Joey. What was that? I'm saying so. Something to consider because uh, I like all these names a lot. Actually, they're all fantastic. Um, I don't know if we want to go with a fire or flame concept, considering that the order was destroyed. It's something called the conflagration. <laughs> yeah, I, so, I had the the one that I the one that I did put in there initially. The dancing flame was because I saw that as being representative, of like a candle, and hmm. in my in my headcanon, the symbol of the order is an open book with a candle over it. Ooh, I like that a lot. I actually um, really enjoy that. I'm okay uh, with that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, I also like the idea of like a flame wind as in we got away from it. Um, like it was like it's us from a reminder of what happened and how we escaped on the wind. <laughs> That was terrible. Uh, yeah, no, I like. I think Dancing Flame is great. I think Storm Chaser is a, not- a Chronicles of Narnia thing, which is the only reason I. I think it's the Don Treader, but I like the Maybe. Don Treader as well. So. <laughs> the, um, the Don Treader is definitely Narnia. Yes. Uh, um. Anyway, I, yeah. I, 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 Happy Jacks people cannot like. Happy Jacks coasts cannot name things. No. Um, it's hard. Naming things so hard. is hard. Okay, so maybe that's what's going on. It's the ship is kind of unnamed. It had a name, and you are constantly trying to like flame wind. That. <laughs> no. Like, come on, get back to the flame wind. The what? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. You are trying so hard. Maybe it I, was Silver Blossom and you're trying really Yeah, hard. I think Silver Blossom is a weird name for a ship. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to make Gatherer happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> Whereas Saul is like, that is the name of the ship and it was the name the Order gave it and we are keeping it. Alright. I'm in. It's, it's both Silver Blossom and the ship with no name. Oh, yeah, that sounds piratey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ship, ship with no name. So, uh, you guys hear calling from the cockpits uh, a voice very familiar to you. It's uh, Fix, your pilot and mechanic. The ship itself is auto-healing. It's a, a living organism. That's one of the big differences between uh, the... Alliance's uh, ships. 
they're all organic and magical in nature, whereas the Empire, their ships are all steam-powered and regimented and mechanical. So you actually have a, a really good pilot. How they know how to fly this type of ship, you're not entirely sure. She wasn't with the Order. Regardless, she's here. Uh, she bucks and dives... Uh, Yes. Thank you, Nick, for the link on what the ship looks like. Uh, so the ship bucks and dives. There are four ballistas on the lower deck. Do any of you want to man them and try and take uh, off on the skiffs? What kind of skill would that be? <laughs> I'll just make a ranged attack. Uh, so dex. Do it. Yes. Okay. Go for it. Anyone who wants to do that, go ahead and do so. Otherwise, uh, Fix is going to go ahead and try and keep the ship as steady as possible for you to fire. Just a d20 plus three? Mm-hmm. Uh, plus whatever our, our modifier Hold is. Hold um, So let's... I'm going to go ahead and give uh, Saul some bardic inspiration. All right. I think uh, I'm going to be standing kind of at the bow of the ship. I should know nautical terms better than I do. Um... <laughs> But kind of where I can kind of see where things are and try to give her encouraging directions as to, uh, you know, a few degrees north, left, and up, and nautical terms. Well, you could be at the helm if you wanted to. Yeah, the helm is what I wanted. That's the word I was looking for. I lost it. Yeah, it's got one of those little comm systems you can shout into, and it funnels down into the lower decks. Yes, love that. Love that journey. What's the, it's a D6 for you right now? I believe it's a D6. I'm confirming. Uh, you yeah, 1D6. And for 10 minutes, you can add it to one of your ability checks, attack rolls, or saving throws. I'm going to use it right now. Oh, you can actually, if you want, you can save it. Because you don't have to add it until after you roll. But you have to add it before you know the result of the uh, if it hit or not. Okay. So I'm going to roll, and then I'm going to... Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to use it. Because I don't think this is going to be good. <laughs> That total is a nine. Yes. All right. So whoosh. My T dice failed me. One of the shots goes wide. Clara. Oh, cool. Petra. I'm sorry. Petra. Need to get into the character names. Oof. Nope. Got a nine. <laughs> Another one. Plus your decks? But that is plus my decks. Dang. We are. I did not roll well. Octavo, we what are you party. doing during this time? I think that I am. Uh, since uh, since uh, Joey, I'm sorry. Is it is it pronounced el- el- Elfin? Uh, Alphon. Alphon. Think okay, like Alphons got- without this is at the end. Okay, I just have to kind of write that phonetically for myself. I yeah, so I completely understand. No worries. Uh, so I think since since Alphon is kind of uh, corning uh, at the helm with mm-hmm. uh, with Fix, that uh, Mctaba is kind of running back and forth uh, and trying to make sure that everyone is uh, basically operating on the same page. Um, And if I may, let me see here. Now, again, this is an organic living ship, so uh, as an option, you can go down to the engine room and encourage it to do better. (laughs) You can talk to it. It's a plant. I'm going to cast 
I'm going to cast um, Cat's Grace on the ship. Ooh, Ooh yes. Which is, in, uh, that's the enhance ability, second level spell. Mm-hmm. The target has advantage on dexterity checks, and it does uh, doesn't take damage from falling, but hopefully we're not going to fall. <laughs> Here's hoping. Oh, yes, God. but in any case... This game uh, is horribly wrong. Yeah, so as as we are uh, under attack, I'm going to I'm going to enhance the ability of our ship. Uh, duration is an hour. So okay. to, uh, to be able to dodge and to be able to get out of the way. All right, let me make a roll for fix. Okay, thank you for that. Uh, looks like they've gained some ground away from the skiffs. If the rolls keep up like this, she should be able to lose them. Uh, do you want to take another shot from either yeah. of you? Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. before you do, uh, uh, Alphon, uh, is there anything you'd like to do? Are you calling out, oh, they're over here, or give another bardic inspiration? Yeah, I'll, I'll do another bardic inspiration, this time to Petra. Okay. Thank you. Equal opportunity. I hey. You're inspired and you're inspired. <laughs> Oprah. Right? What? That's right. relevant. We're gonna give we're gonna give my my, my dice envy die one oh god. One more try before I switch. <laughs> wow, oh, it's going no. in the freezer. Oh no. Oh no. It's not a critical fail. I need you to remember it's not a critical fail. Okay. <laughs> so I a two? did uh, yeah. <laughs> uh plus three, so it's a five. What? <laughs> Right. I I also rolled a five because I got a three and I have a plus two. You guys are twinsies here. This I know. I'm going to put these away. I'm going to have a long I'm... conversation with Abria. <laughs> Ravenclaw dice, why are you failing me? Selling you cursed head. dice. Man. I have tea dice, metal dice. dice. All right. I'm just going to get out all the dice. I can't find my other bag. I have a separate bag of more pretty dice, but I guess we're just going with my gay ones. <laughs> I mean, listen, Saul is gay, so it's appropriate. Even better? I think I think Petra's aggressively pansexual. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. This is queers in uh, Feyrun and D&D things. <laughs> queers in space. That's queers my other hashtag. Queer, queers in space is my Monday show? Mm. Ah. We're st- it's gay in Star Trek. Yeah, you said Star Trek, so. Wah, wah. All right, so two more misses. I mm-hmm. apologize to the ship. <laughs> no worries. All right, going to... Um. All right, that's going to be enough. Uh, Fix is able to lose these two. Uh, the skiffs fall back. They don't have nearly enough engine to follow along, so you guys are good to go. Oh, thank you. Is fly off to the Druid's Grove. Um, <clears throat> the chieftain and the tribe are waiting for you. Uh, as, as your uh, ship lands, all the kids run up and are like touching it, and, and like oh, they're just struck by how beautiful it is. They're not going to get sticky, are they? I mean, they're kids, so yes, of course. Honey everywhere. Why are they sticky and why are they touching my ship? It's fine. There'll be a yes. problem for fix later. Mm. <laughs> oh. She's shaking her Now, hands. now, now, now. They're, they're just excited. It's not often that a flying ship 
uh, lands in a place like this? Well, this is property of the oldest. They really shouldn't be touching it. I, it um, as as the ranking member of the order, I can tell you, it's all right. It's okay. <laughs> Her hair starts to like crackle a little bit with fire. <laughs> Where have you been the last five years? <laughs> <laughs> so you guys see the uh, the chief. He's waiting for you. He's very wizened and old, carrying a, a gnarly staff. As you know, chiefs are meant to do naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. naturally. Naturally, as in nature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, who is going to disembark from the ship? Who's staying on board? Uh, who's going to deliver the acorn? I'll disembark. I'm gonna get head out with uh, Alphon. Yeah, I'm gonna leave the ship. Yep. That's All right. The entire the entire party is an away party. Okay. <laughs> it's like Star Trek Fix has it handled. Fix is immediately going down to the lower levels to to work on the ship and try and get it up and running again. Uh, took some damage in the escape, but not too much. So, uh, as you're waiting there, the the old chief, thank you very much for for helping us in our time of need. Uh, may I have the acorn? Gladly, of course. Glad we were able to help. Oh, thank you. He he takes it and he clutches it and you see it, it start to glow an emerald light from his hands and he takes a few steps away from you towards the edge of uh, the village itself for plunging his fist into the ground. Uh, the light begins to glow even brighter. The earth begins to shake and just when you think the ship itself might topple over, a tree sprouts forth. From the tree, beautiful fruits begin to immediately grow and appear. Kids are ecstatic. They're running and jumping. And Chieftain comes over to you. Will you stay for dinner and and tell us of your adventures? Always. Gladly. I gladly look forward to recounting the adventures of our crew and the, uh, the recovery of your sacred acorn. Upon the condition that you tell us more about this tree... I did not think the seed was still viable. Oh, the seed is not viable for anyone outside of a druid's hands. They are the only Mm. thing that can make this acorn grow. An old magic. Mm. This you know. So, festivities ensue. Music, food. You guys are treated like kings and queens. Um, before too long, the chieftain approaches, uh, Alphon, I wanted to speak with you. There is a gentleman that has come to the village looking for specifically someone flying this ship. I did not tell him you were here. But he did leave this, and he hands you a card uh, with the uh, address and a time. Uh, What can you tell me of this man? He was nervous and was constantly clutching at something in a pack on his side. 
Hmm. Uh, I, I got my ability to get a like a physical description from the chieftain. Chieftain uh, goes through and describes him as a uh, tall but kind of thin man, uh, roughly about like six three, but like pencil pencil thin. Uh, sandy brown hair with a big curly mustache and spectacles. Does he sound familiar? Have we encountered him before? Doesn't sound like anyone that you know. If you want to ask okay. your crew mates, maybe they do. I will for sure once we once we reconvene. Uh, thank you for the message. Of course. Um, I am concerned, though. Are you prepared in case this mob boss has any uh, plans on coming back to get what he believes is his or to enact some kind of revenge for you taking this back from him? Well, that is a road we will have to cross on our own, but as you can see, the tree or the acorn is of no use to him. It has been yes. since. I just I fear that once he realizes prize is gone he might enact some kind of payback for retribution but I uh, I wish you all the luck it is appreciated thank you so with that information what do you do do you continue with the festivities or do you uh, speak to your comrades I'm going to try to find uh, Maktaba Mm mm-hmm uh, and, and kind of like not try to raise any alarm, so kind of give off the impression that everything's fine. I didn't just get talked to by the chieftain until I can get Maktaba one on one and kind of give him the skinny. Uh, I think you can pull him away pretty easily, but he was. Um, you find him with a crowd of kids where he's been doing little tricks, uh, mimicking them, doing their voices. Uh, sounding like adults, making uh, making just uh, f- funny noises, playing little little pranks, and uh, entertaining them. Okay, uh, that is quite clever. Where did you learn how to do that one? Uh, it was a uh, an old friend who who had a a, a unique way of speaking. Hmm. Uh. Would you children mind terribly if I tore him away just for a brief moment? I, I promise I will return. And I'll, I'll kind of take him off to, uh, you know, away from the crowds. I can see by the look on your face there is a complication. Well, hopefully not. Hopefully another job. But someone did come looking for us, specifically our ship. Hmm... Tall, skinny, sandy blonde hair, curly mustache. Does this ring any bells to you? I don't know, Jameson. Does it ring any bells to me? It does not. Not as anyone that I can recall. Did he have any other mannerisms? Are we concerned about perhaps a trap? Well, I'm always concerned about a trap. That's probably why I'm still alive. But he did leave a card. Perhaps we should, in the morning, look at the area this card is directing us to and see if it looks to be as perilous as it feels. Uh, If I take a look at the card, 
does the writing tell me anything about this individual? For example, this isn't, I don't, like, this isn't an, an innate ability or anything, mm-hmm. but I kind of feel that if I am good at recreating things that people make, it would be able to kind of get in some insight into who wrote this. Like, are they educated? Do they write very often? Is Do okay. they... You know, is the sentence construction odd for this uh, for for this language? So, from what you can tell, looking at the uh, the card, give me an investigation check. Does that feel fair? You bet. Yeah, you bet. It's uh, not going to. Uh, that's fine. Uh, I got to be twenty around here somewhere. <laughs> uh, that is going to be an eleven. An eleven. Okay. All right. So with an 11, you can tell that this person, one, is educated. The writing is very clear. Um, but unfortunately, you don't know uh, how they're educated. If they were uh, magi or if they're went, if they part of the imperial forces, you just know that they have very clean and legible writing. All right. And they didn't seem to be in any distress when they wrote it? They did not. Okay. It's well, hard to tell that from the writing. Yes, I know sometimes when someone's urgently writing, though their writing will get a little uh, sloppy, sloppy. But it looks like everything is okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, perhaps we should meet with this individual and find out what he wants. Agreed. I mean, the chieftain didn't seem terribly upset by his visit, so I don't think it's an overt threat, but the fact that they know us by our ship means that we are doing good enough work that we are recognizable, but also we're doing good enough work that we're recognizable. <laughs> A point. It might be worth discussing that paint job that Petra has been talking about. Have you managed to convince her that stripes will not make the ship actually go any faster? We can have a discussion, I believe, but I think that you are correct. Nothing in any of the historical documents has proven magic like that. Yes, even in the stories, it's all magic that makes things go faster, not an aesthetic choice. Ah, but don't forget about the magic feather. (laughs) The magic feather. I haven't heard that story in so long. Um, We should perhaps let our traveling companions know about this opportunity is the uh is it uh like today he wants to meet us in an hour or two or is this like a couple of days hence somewhere else uh looking at the card you see it says the laughing raven room 301 at sundown tomorrow now those of you uh who's got who would know this? I'm going to say probably Petra. Uh, let me see. What kind of check would this be? Some sort of knowledge underworld or streetwise check. I'm not sure what 5e has. Um, well, that would probably have to be some sort of feat. And I know 5th edition's not delightfully good at what didn't really add feet in. Mm-hmm. Hold on a second. Let me look at a character sheet so I can see what skills they have. All right. 
Uh, or maybe a, a background feat. I don't know if Petra has criminal or something that might have uh, contacts. I actually have soldier as my background um, for other reasons. <laughs> okay. That said, I, like I know it, nothing. I, that said, Jameson is the GM, so I'm going to let him decide what the best way to do that is. Okay, I will say that you would know this because uh, you do have you, got, you folks have traveled around a lot. Um, uh, but you specifically know this because you have stayed at this place once or twice in the past. Uh, Laughing Raven is in the city of Lucree in Modem. Modem is oh. uh, one of the three imperial empire uh, uh, nations. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that it is not too far from here. Modem. About a half day's flight. Easy enough, but is it is this one of those things where if we go back, if we go to Modem, is this a hive of skill and villainy, or is this more of a like the place we're going to have to pass as non magical? Uh, this is I wouldn't say it's a hive of skill and villainy, but it's not regularly enforced there. Um. So you're good to practice magic, just you can't do it openly. Cool. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so basically, um, practicing like a pro. Well, <laughs> my, I guess my follow up is like, if we go in there and like we're we're on a drag, we're on a you know dragonfly ship, like it's not going to be a like uh, you should probably not. But like, you probably need to be dropped off on the edge of town. And have the ship waiting <coughs> out for you. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds... I mean, this all sounds like standard skull and crossbones nonsense. Do you do you tell us? Yeah, do you tell us? Do you tell us what this place is? Uh, I mean, like, it's... I, it's a, I, okay, first of all, I've been there. Elfman has had to have gone with me. Unless it was before I met you. Uh, oh, so you don't remember anything from before? I that. don't remember anything from before we met. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so as far as you're concerned, yeah, it's fine. First of all, it's fine. Um, it's just like it's just it. Okay, it's kind of a trash pub. I'm gonna be honest. It's a trash pub, but it's like a nicer trash pub. It's like a recycling pub. <laughs> <laughs> It's Perfect. True. I don't know if I like the sound of it. You don't like the sound of anything. Um, will, will we draw attention? That's what I'm worried about. Not if we're careful, but the good news is there is such a thing as honor among thieves. This is we'll true. know stuff about them. They will know yeah. stuff about us. The less we can let them know about us, the more we can learn about them, the better off we'll be. It's just not exactly easy to hide that I'm magical. I have considering just kind of vaguely gestures, <laughs> gestures to Oliver. Well, it just means um, that any uh, imperial official will treat you with disdain and disgust. Doesn't mean you'll immediately be locked up. So. Yeah, it's just casual racism, not yeah. like <laughs> legally enforced. Oh J- Jameson, I have a question, which actually we didn't talk about oh, uh, at all for the world building. Are all races equally represented in all 
nations, or are there certain nations that are one dominant or anything like that? Um, so the quote-unquote normal races, uh, like elves, dwarves, gnomes, the class, humans. The classic fantasy races, yes. let's say. Uh, those ones were welcomed among the Empire. Uh, the more fantastical ones, you know, the Kenkus, the Genasi, uh, Tiefling, what have you, those migrated uh, closer to, like, the Magi and the Druid's Grove. But there is, of course, instances of fantastical races in the non and vice versa. Sure, of course. Okay. Yeah, I, ima- I, I would... Maybe I'm just making assumptions here, but I imagine the magical realm is pretty, like, want to practice magic? Anybody can be here. And the Empire was like, if you look too magical... Mm. <laughs> pretty much. If it looks like there's some sort of magic imbued in you, then they're like, maybe you should... Uh, Keep on moseying. We can put a sheet over your head if you're really concerned. There are things that just cloaks. Disguise a robe. It's just Mm -hmm. always uncomfortable to go there. Well, it's look. This is bigger. I'm really curious to know why someone is actually is asking for us now at this point. Because come on, like I guess I guess you have a point. <laughs> all right, so you all um, are in. I, I'm in. Yeah, I, I think that uh, I am also uh, cowled, so in robes, and then have the, you know, the hood cow part pulled over. Do you have one of those plague kind doctor masks? <laughs> 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 I uh, I mean, I think that's super funny, but no, I think it. I just have a very big. Cow that's coming over. I mean, and then keep, on keeping like a... hunched down. Okay, that's fair. And yeah, I imagine when we're whenever we're in the magical area, um, Saul is wearing like she wears. She doesn't wear the cloak, um, but whenever they go to the Empire, she wears it and makes sure her hood is up. Okay. All right. I I do have a disguise kit. If you think that might make you more comfortable, I was going to say both of us do. Makeover. Makeover, makeover montage. Do I have a disguise kit? I may have spoken too soon. <laughs> She's I, don't, like, <laughs> I don't think it'll be much help for me. But I was going to say, if anyone really needs it, it's you, Moktaba, not me. I pass well enough, I, I guess. I have heard there's wonderful things you can do with contouring, so maybe the <laughs> the beat can be reduced. If Modem finds out we can shapeshift, they're going to call the call church. The church. <laughs> oh, that made me think of Tuka and Birdie. R.I.P. Oh. Good show. Anyway, yeah. yes, we're going to the, we're going to the Laughing Raven. They should welcome. K- uh, first of all, they should welcome Noctaba with open arms. Their fucking mascot, um, and we're gonna meet some cool people who obviously know how great we are. Obviously. Obviously. All right. I just was like, you sound a little too optimistic, I think. Oh, fun space. Just like Joey's face. <laughs> I'd be really happy as I was saying that. <laughs> the judgment. All right. So, uh, you all load into the uh, the ship with no name and fly off. My name. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the silver blossom. The silver blossom. Uh, during this time, what are each of you doing? Are you sleeping and just hoping to get there by morning, or you know, leave first thing at light? Um, I think. I think oh, go ahead. Um, I think that uh, while Petra like kind of talks a uh, big game, uh, they really since they don't really remember their life from the last five years, they're kind of uh, going over the maps that exist now. Mm. Um, trying to like, it, like any time that they have alone time, they think no one's paying attention. They're spending just like pouring over maps and documents, trying to like find something. Okay. It's like an insecurity, but like also she can lie about where she's from. So it's like, why not? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Saul is in is like would be in her quarters, probably uh, training and getting and rest. Also, eventually sleeping, but training and prepping her staff. Okay, Maktaba, what about you? Uh, my I journal uh, every every day about uh, what's happened, chronicling the personal adventure and also anything that uh, is more interesting as well. Mm-hmm. So it's both kind of a a diary, a journal, but also an archive and a record uh, for historical purposes. So uh, depending on if the day was spent just in travel, that's probably fairly brief. And then I think probably cracking open uh, one of the one of the books that I managed to save uh, from when when the orders uh, w- when the order fell. Um, and just using that as a meditation. Okay. All right. And Alphon, uh, what are you doing? So uh, Alphon is writing in his tome of stories, uh, the stories he collected from the, the Druid village and their, their traditions. Mm. Um, also drinking pretty heavily because he is not looking forward to going to Modem. Um, the going anywhere near the empire is uh, a rough day for him. He hasn't fully recovered from all the stuff he saw during the war. Mm-hmm. And so anything that reminds him of the war is, is very unnerving. So he's trying to like drum up some liquid courage to just get through this. Okay. Interesting. You know, I'd like to, to make a check. Uh, so during this time, you're kind of indulging in a, in a vice to... Yeah. Steady yourself. So give me a wisdom save right now. Let's say DC Wee. on this is 10. Okay. You hear that, die? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and 11. Perfect. You're able to stop just when you need it to. You're like, maybe one more. N- no. I'm good. I'm okay. Good. <laughs> that was scary. S- stopped before the hangover. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a real pain the next day. <clears throat> So, uh, it's about midday when you arrive in Modem. Uh, you guys are dropped at the edge of town where the, the landing area is. Uh, immediately fix uh, is going to take off, but before doing so, she tosses Maktaba a, uh, a stone. Uh, you recognize this, of course, because if you've gone on many missions with her, uh, it is just a, a sending stone, so you can communicate back and forth as needed. 
thank you as always, Fix. Is yeah. there anything that you want us to keep an eye out for in the town for the ship? Ship is good, but just keep an eye out on trouble and work. We can always use work. <laughs> yes, of course. And I wink. Mm-hmm. You know you do it for me. What does a crow look like winking? Like a crow like winking? A, I mean, <laughs> like, but it's like their eyes are. Is it like uh, on the side? I think that Kenku, a Kenku eyes must face forward. Yeah, I believe so. You know, like it's, pigeons it's still where creepy. They're like sides, they're just <laughs> further, yeah. I would say probably not fully in front like we're used to for primates, but not on the side entirely, kind of somewhere in the middle. I was just picturing you turn your turning your head like this and being yeah. like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> turning you like a head tilt, like, eh? Eh? Oh my god. <laughs> so, you get the Kinku wink, and uh, she takes off. Uh, the city itself is actually quite large. It is a decent-sized metropolis, um, but very run-down and it's one of the older uh, civilizations uh, for modem, but unfortunately it's not one that's in a very luxurious spot. There's no trade routes that really come through here. So some of the seedier folks have moved in. wouldn't say it's a wretched hive of scum and villainy, but it's a couple steps down from it. So as you guys enter, you see banners uh, to the left and right for it looks like a playoff game for flags. Flags is uh, the Empire's sport. It's essentially like capture the flags. Uh, one team has shields and is on the defensive. The other team has lances and they try and steal the flag. It flips. The other team is now on the defensive. And on the third round, both teams have flags and you must capture those. So best two out of three, whoever gets those wins. Uh, everyone from Modem competes with their own separate teams. Everyone from uh, Servo competes, and everyone from Bellum competes, and then finally they have the playoffs, but that's further down the ro- line. Don't worry about that right now. But right now, the playoffs are happening. So, as you are walking down the street, you hear people yelling, Bellum Pops here! Bellum Pops! Who wants a Bellum Pop? Everyone's selling their different wares, people in you know the red or blue, different team colors. What do you, what do, you do during this time? Do you just proceed directly to the Laughing Crow, or do you mingle and do some shopping? I'd love to shop a little bit, but I actually have nothing. Like, at least window shop. Okay. You see the finest uh, modem wares are on sale. Um, It looks very Art Deco in design, very sharp lines, angular, everything fits like in a rectangle or a triangle, and that's it. Uh, you see that Radon Tech, or I'm sorry, Radon Tech, uh, has released a brand new line of handheld uh, personal defense uh, weaponry. Normally they supply uh, weapons to the military, but they have slowly started to release things for the public. Uh, you do see they have uh, their own line of crystalline weapons that they've started to develop. Hmm. Isn't it weird that we're supposed to be at peace and yet there's all this personal weaponry going around still? Saul just kind of looks at the the crystalline weapons and kind of glares like, oh, 
so it's okay when they do it. Do you want she to inspect the uh, crystalline weapons? Yes. Okay. Uh, what about you, Mark What are you working on? <laughs> Um, I, I think I would be interested in that as well, since this I, I, conceptually I have this as kind of being order tech mm-hmm. or order magitech, and to see it casually displayed in a marketplace uh, in modem is disturbing. Yes, it is. Can you get interesting weapons? They look familiar, don't they? They do. Perhaps we should get more information from this gentleman. (laughs) All right. So, uh, you guys proceed into the shop. Um, There is a very heavyset man uh, behind the counter who welcomes you. His cheeks are red and just very happy to see anyone coming into a shop. Hello! Hello! Welcome! What can I do for you? We saw your display. Those are fascinating weapons. Aren't they? Ladies from Radtech, let me get that for you. And he goes over to the display window and pulls down one of the uh, crystalline weapons. And he kicks it on. And it looks like your weapons, but like a cheap imitation Kind of like a, one of those plastic lightsabers compared to, you know, one of the ones you get at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mean an expensive plastic one? Exactly. A better <laughs> plastic one. Hey. Worth every penny. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually probably <laughs> wouldn't get in the shop, by the way. Uh, I actually kind of want to fall back and check in with Aelfon, because I know they're not a huge fan of being... Um, te- uh, what is it? Um, modem side. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Alphon has been... I don't know if he even went into the shop. I think he's kind of just waiting out there for you guys to come back out. Um, kind of keeping his head on a swivel. Doing his best not to make it look like his head's on a swivel, but probably failing miserably. Um, he's completely on edge. Like, he's absolutely like... This guy asked us to... Uh, Empire territory. Mm-hmm. He knows the ship. Something's up. I just want to find out what he knows and get out of here. Is kind of where where he's at. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, as you're trying to sort of remain casual, you see two soldiers. Uh, you know them as Munifex. Uh, they are essentially the low level. Uh, patrol units and infantry units of the Empire. Uh, people have taken to call them munis. Uh, the two of them, they're not paying attention to you, but you feel their eyes are on you. Mm-hmm. What do you do? What do you and Petra do? I... Hmm. I'm trying to think. That's a good question. You see them both leaning in and talking to one another. Can't make out the conversation. <laughs> I blow a kiss. Oh, you blow a kiss at them. Oh, all Why right. not? That's like a casual thing that Petra would probably do. So you just, it's like, okay. just like... Okay. 
So you see one of them like big old grin, missing a tooth, uh, mm. <laughs> dust off his shirt, and he starts sauntering on over to you, jumping back Oops. to inside the shop. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> So as you can see, it's got all the functionality of those order folks' weapons. Ah, he waves around, you hear the traditional <laughs> as it cackles at you. Cackles? Really? That's yes. my <laughs> No. That's a no. joke for me. Yeah. I misspelled crackle. Uh, oh! Out. And he was like, oh, so the sword laughs at you. And I'm like, it does. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Um, Saul is trying really hard not to get pissed off. She's like, oh. Go ahead. Uh, She said, oh. Go ahead, Nick. No. Oh, I was just going to say that uh, I I put my hand on your your arm and uh, turn to the the gentleman and say, "Uh, I'm not sure. It looks magical. No, 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 no magic whatsoever in this thing. And he bangs on the side of it. Here. And he turns it off. It looks like he almost snaps it, but he untwists it. And inside he shows you a a core of some kind. Uh, It's glowing with light. Right here, this is newest from Servo. They've got a new power source that they've found. And uh, they've put them in these weapons. Can I investigate it to see, like, if it's magical or not? Absolutely. Give me an Arcana check. Uh, and, and, and I'd like to make an insight check to see if he is telling the truth about this. Yeah. At least as far as he knows. All right, while you guys are making your checks, we're going to tr- jump back out outside. The uh, guard is sauntering over. Hi. I saw you. Hello, yes. You were. Yeah. You want a bell and pop? <laughs> I just looked at Petra. Like, do you want a bell and pop? <laughs> I do now. Can I? Can I buy you one? Of course you can. Of course you can. And he holds out his arm for you to take it. Um, I'm waiting for some friends right now. But why don't you buy me one, and I'll and bring it back here. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And he gets all happy and goofy and. Strolls off to the vendor. He's like, two, two battle of pops, please. Two. <laughs> kind of wholesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't what, do anything. <laughs> what do you think you're doing? Being nice to local authorities. I don't understand how you can actually talk to those people. Uh, they, they, I'm being nice to the people who might arrest us later if we're not careful. <laughs> It's, it's fine. It's um, insurance. So do you guys continue to have this conversation out in the street, or do you move off to an alley or try and lose yourselves in the crowd a little bit? Well, I, I don't want to abandon our friends in the shop. Um, I do see, I do see that um, Petra has a point. Um, so I'm gonna put on a brave face and uh, put on my, my best Barty smile. Okay. And basically Disney cast member nice at them. <laughs> I love it. Give me a performance check. Yeah. I would love to. 
Make sure you have your 15 pieces of flair, and let's go. Cool. Um, that is performance. That is a 12. Okay. That's going to be enough. Oh, <laughs> uh, you look like you're having a good time. It's People that know you can see through the smile and see the, the pain in your eyes and the anger, but everyone else, oh yeah, you look like you're having fun. Jump back to inside the shop. Uh, so, Arcana and Insight. 17. 17, okay. 15. 15. So, it you detect no magical aura coming off of this item. Uh, for Insight, uh, this guy seems very sure that he knows what he's talking about. Would you like me to mm-hmm. test the weapon for you? Would you like to see its work? I I'd love to. Pose. Wonderful. And he goes over to a, looks like a pre-set-up display station where he takes a cucumber and like a little piece of wood. And he's like, see, look how it chops. Chop, chop, chop. And it slices through it, no problem. But give me a perception check. Yes. Oh no, nope. I see nothing. Okay. <laughs> I got a five. The dice are not with us tonight. <laughs> Twenty-one. I'm too angry. You're you're seething with rage over there. Uh, you are actually becoming brighter red. Um, but Maktaba, you notice that the blade flickers for a bit after making contact. Uh, normally the blades are very sturdy and can take a lot. Uh, the fact that it flickers means that either one, the power source that it has is very, very weak and can only work for a short amount of time, uh, or it's an inferior product. Mm, seems interesting, but I don't know. Is nothing has been as good as a reliable length of steel or wood, and I will tap my staff uh, on the floor. Tell you what, two gold pieces and this beauty's yours. Two. I'll throw in the kitchen set. He pulls out a small box of crystalline, you know, cutting knives and what have you. These Mm. things never get dull and you never have to sharpen them because the blade's not there. You get it? Saul kind of looks at um, Maktaba. And is like, she, she's trying to give. Uh, hold on, no, I oh, I have telepathy. I can do this psychically. <laughs> um, I psychically tell you because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can just do this. Yeah, I any. I was gonna say I'm also oh. trained in insight, so I can probably read your face really well too, <laughs> since I know you. You can understand the language, so you're fine. Um, sure. I had to look at the requirements. Um, I, t- I literally psychically, I just look at you and I'm like, we should buy them and study their, what they're doing. We should buy them and study what they're doing, because this is clearly not the same, but I worry about this. Uh, can you hear me reply, or do I have to reply out loud? How Your does mind that work? awakens to the communicate. You can telepathically can speak to any creature you see within 120 feet of you in this manner. You don't need to share a language with the creature for it to understand your telepathic messages, but the creature must be able to understand at least one language or be telepathic itself. It doesn't seem like you can return it unless you are telepathic. Okay. But 
I give you the the like. Right. No, I get it. Um, I do a I do a slight nod, and then say out loud. Well, you've talked me into it. Wonderful. Let me let me see. May I try it myself for a moment? Oh, of course. We'll just be very careful. This is an energy blade. He hands it over. Just Saul laughs a little bit. <laughs> she can't stop it. Uh, so I will. We're gonna jump I'll, back to the outside. Yeah. So, uh, Alphon Petra, the guard has gone off. He's trying to fly down a vendor, but you see he's kind of getting lost in the crowd, getting mixed up. Uh, you're putting on a a brave face, Alphon. Um, what would you like to do during this time? Do you want to continue to wait for your friends? Do you want to go into the shop, or would you like to find a drink? I ooh, I would like to find a drink. Actually, I think that is that is his coping mechanism. So I think that's going to be his his best bet. He's going to try to look for a vendor or a pub or something that is going to sell him some kind of alcoholic beverage. Okay. Uh, looking not too hard, uh, you are able to find a drink vendor. Um, it is a very happy, very loud uh, lady who is has just all these... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Taps coming out of a tray that she is carrying. Mm. You need a drink? You look like you could use a drink. What can I get you? Oh, smile on his face. What's your favorite? Mm, me? I'm a, I'm a bit of a servo cider person myself. Lucree's got a nice <laughs> IPA, if you're into that. That's a little bitter for me. Uh, looking at her... No, I'm trying to blend in. I'll, I'll do the, the, servo, the servo cider. All right. <laughs> she pours you a, a large glass. It's a... <laughs> You know, five silver or half a gold. I'll uh, I'll slide it over to her and uh, ask her. Perhaps you can direct me in the uh, location of the name the the Laughing Raven. Oh, the Laughing Raven. Meeting some, meeting somewhere, someone there later. Oh, okay. You have protection, right? Like guards or people to watch you. That's a very rough neighborhood. Oh, is it? Yeah, people don't go there unless they are... Yeah. They don't go there. Tell me, what's what's the worst story you've heard about the Laughing Raven? I saw somebody get killed with a spoon once. A spoon? <laughs> a spoon. Unsharpened, just a regular old spoon. Unsharpened spoon, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that That's... is in character. <laughs> You don't want me to go into the details. I'm, I'm serving drinks. I don't want to scare people off, but it oh, just say not. they had to use dental records to identify them. I am, uh, I am more than prepared, and I, I flash from like under my cloak. I have a my rapier can at my side. Just all right. But thank you for your concern. Oh, good on you. And it's she gives you directions on how to get to it uh, directly without. With bypassing a lot of the crowds from the uh, from the game today, perfect. Jumping and, uh, back into the shop. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the only thing I'm going to do is just make a show of testing the 
testing the knife on the cucumber and the little piece of wood and all that sort of stuff and pretending as though I'm coming around to it, paying and leaving. So unless he's going to do anything or uh, Blythe wants to do something, I, I think we're I'm done. Nothing, Blythe? Nah, Saul is just kind of like trying to maintain composure at its clear like inferiority. Hmm. She feels very offended, though. She's like very upset. Which one is better for you, deception or performance? Is is uh, Saul is Saul giving a uh, running commentary in my head about what a piece? Yes, of- <laughs> yes. <laughs> what a piece of gosa. <laughs> yeah, no, she's straight up just saying mean things to you only. But no, uh, I am bad at all charisma. So okay, let's see how well you're hiding it. Uh, go ahead and um, give me a, a performance check. All right. And dice. Oh, eight. Eight. It is all over your face. You are doing a <laughs> terrible job of hiding how angry you are. Uh, the shopkeeper picks up on this, and he turns to uh, turns to McTower. Here, I've included our free aloe lotion. It's good for soothing the skins. You know that one over there seems kind of angry. Does he say it loud? Yeah, he tries to whisper, but it is very... His voice carries. Is aloe good for burns? (laughs) (laughs) You'll have to forgive my friend. Her family has been knife makers for 50 years, and it looks like your product might put them out of business. Well, them's the times. You either get with it or get back there. Ah, yes, of course. Have a pleasant day and may your team win. Yeah, go Shields. Go Uh, Shields. I want to do something that I don't know if he would notice it, but it would be really funny. Okay. Uh, I have the skill that's Mystic Hand. All right. And I can move or manipulate one object within 30 feet of me, and it can't weigh more than 10 pounds. Okay. And it can't be, like, something he's wear- worn or carrying. But <laughs> she wants to take, like, one of his small, like, like something that's on display that's kind of small. Mm-hmm. And just, like, very discreetly, like, just shoof, like, throw it generally in his direction. <laughs> okay, so... Something from the opposite side of the room, of course. This way it doesn't look like you've thrown it at him. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's got a little tchotchke massager thing. That's uh, got, like, the three prongs. He's fling that over at him. Bangs him on the back of the head. He's like, the hell was that? Must be ghosts. Damn ghosts. All right, let's get out of here. Thank right. you for your help. Anytime. <laughs> Uh, go and, shields. And go then shields. I think we'll, we'll, we'll join the. <laughs> join so the sassy. others. As you two exit, uh, you see Petra and Alphon uh, purchasing drinks, and it looks like Alphon's getting directions uh, from a, a lady of some sort um, before she walks off. What do you do? I mean, we rejoin with the party, I'm guessing. All right. So you all come together? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was your uh, shopping experience fruitful? 
Saul looks very angry. I think we've picked up something that will be quite useful. Yeah. Hmm. These tech heads think that they can do a better job than we can. Please. Well, they can't brew cider better than us. Now, now, knowledge is everywhere. We will learn something. Can I see the? Can I see the package that you guys got, or is it wrapped up? Like, are they wrapped Um, up or anything? I mean, I'm envisioning it's in sort of like a box. Yeah. Like there, so I can if. I mean, I'm carrying sort of like an oblong box that would look like a knife case, I suppose, um, Mm. but not like no windows through it. Is is how I'm picturing it. That's right. The logos on the side of it, you know, if you. It's got a picture of what it is plastered over the side. <laughs> right. Eh. I, get, I mean, the kitchen needs knives, guys. We'll the see if they even hold yeah. up for that. So true. Any of us could cook. That would help, too. But can't win everything. No, that's one thing Fix cannot do is make food. <laughs> Yet. Yes. Saul is also a very bad cook. She always burns it. You don't say. <laughs> Well, I got us directions on where we're going. The tavern seems to have a colorful history. I can't wait to see if any of the rumors are true. Fascinating. Just be wary of anybody wielding a spoon. Yes. A spoon? (laughs) Nothing that you you can't handle. Just just looking at you like, I don't under... A spoon? What? I'm sure people need to eat soup or something. I'm going to keep eye contact with her and just take a drink. Petra just, like, mimes, like, scooping it. I I cock cock my head over the way that, like, you know, like a raven does when it has the the question. (laughs) But I don't say anything. Maktaba and Saul just look at you very... There's, like, a little question mark that just appears, like, What? I feel like it's a it's a look that we've gotten before. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, shall we? Yes. Yes, the sooner we get there, the sooner we can leave. All right. Ooh. So you folks make a beeline right for the Laughing Raven, following the directions of the helpful barmaid who helps you navigate around the, the cheering crowds. It sounds like the match itself has started, and the streets are, are emptying a bit. So you get to the Laughing Raven, and uh, it lives up to the name. The place looks very run down, very decrepit. Uh, you hear sad piano music coming from the inside. I don't know what, I don't have any sad piano music on hand, but imagine it, and that's what it is. It'll just be sadder. Uh, who braves the entrance first? I think, unless Joey wants to, I'm going to head in. I'll, I'll let Petra take the lead, and I'll be behind her. All right. As you enter, it says free pudding today, and everyone has spoons. <laughs> yes. You're like that, just like pudding. Uh, I'll I'll follow behind uh, Alphon. All right. Uh, you see a gnarly, gnarled old man uh, working, shuffling behind the back counter. Uh, there are small tables littered around it, all with mismatching chairs. Uh, there is a, a smell that pierces your nose that seems and reminds you of, of swamp and mold, but there isn't any standing pools anywhere around here. Love that. Is, Just 
ambient mildew smell. Mm-hmm. Is it uh, a single story or multi-story? It is a multi-story. It actually has four stories. Okay. That's good. So we're reading him at room... 301. 301. That can be my writing. <laughs> actually, I cannot. Okay. It, was there a name attached to that card? Uh, there was no name. Just a description and a location. You flip the card over and it says Sid right there. Uh, yes. Want to go to the bar and ask if they know of a Sid? There you go. Okay. You go to the bar, and there's again the gnarly man with very thank you. Very bad fan art. <laughs> hey, we got fan art. That's something. Yay! Uh, Yay! You guys have seen Woot. the uh, that one Toy Story short before the episode where the guy's playing chess with himself. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. That's what this guy looks like. I love him. Very thick glasses. All right. Uh, as you hey, how can I help you? Oh, uh, just looking up an old friend. Oh, who, who, who are you looking for? Uh, just, uh, goes by Sid. Sid? Sid, yes, it's been here. I uh, just checked in, uh, earlier today. Yes. Oh, uh, what can I help you with? Did he mention if he was up to anything recently? Uh, we've lost a little bit of touch, so I just want to. Yeah, don't, don't, don't lose touch. Yeah, no, that's that's not good. Oh, here, free pudding, and he hands that across the table. Uh, f- I'm going to hand bowls. that right to Maktaba and keep going. <laughs> oh yes, I, I saw him come through here, and he shouldn't be up in his room. Last I saw. Is he here often? Oh. He comes and goes as he pleases. Uh, he used to... I think he still does. He works for the uh, the government. Oh, good to know. Ah, oh, that's good for him. He's, I'm glad he's found some direction in his life. Uh, thanks. Oh, no problem. Is, is there anything else I can do for you? Um, no, you've been more than kind. Thank you for the pudding. Can I get an ale to wash this pudding down with? Absolutely. <laughs> and he gets you a... a Ale pops the top off of it and hands it over to you. It's warm as it should be served. So, mm. Saul so asks, "Do you have any uh, tea?" Tea? Uh, hmm. Yes, I have tea. He disappears, shuffles into the back, and then shuffles out with a a. It looks like one of those those pint glasses with water, and there are leaves floating in it. Here you go. A tea. A great. This is great. <laughs> she's just kind of like, thank you. Of course. Is, is there anything else that you may want, need, a room perhaps for? Putting us on the house. I think we're okay. We're okay yes. for now. What was your name? I'm sorry. I don't think I caught it. Richard. Well, it's Richard. good to be Richard. Mm-hmm. Is, Richard, is, the old man. Is there anyone else in the uh, in the bar? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Uh, there are at least three other individuals, all staring very intently at their drinks. Um, they're not sitting together, but they're also not sitting alone either. If that makes any sense. Uh, so they're sitting, wrapping around the bar itself. Um, there's a bowl of peanuts shared between the three of them. Aside from them, you have the piano player who is uh, 
looks like it could be uh, the barkeep, but with a wig. You know. <laughs> they're sitting there playing it. Did Anyone we just walk into Piano Man? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Man, what are you doing here? <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, I will I will uh start walking towards the stairs and uh put my slide my pudding next to the uh uh closest person I pass by. Okay. It slides up next to them. Slowly reach a hand over and take it. What do the rest of you do? Y'all heard this was a government official, right? A government person, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's all this... She just kind of, like, whispers. She's like, do you think we should, I don't know, like, scout it first or something? I don't really trust this. I don't either. And... Alphon has no poker face. Alphon. I'm I'm worried about him. Poker face, thank you. (laughs) I'm sure you do. Saul kind of looks at her and just looks at Petra and is like, you're worried about him. I just assume you always look like that, so... (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, if this is a trap, there's not much we can do about it at this point. We're here. If there's a trap, they got us. The best we can do is ready ourselves to fight our way out. We've gotten out of worse scrapes before. Agreed. Shall we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I will start ascending the staircase to uh, the third floor, I'm assuming. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'll be, I'll be right behind Maktaba with my pudding and uh, <laughs> spoon still in tow. In one hand, the ale in the other. Of course. Eat those spoons. <laughs> Saul moves up to the front so she can like discreetly look around and then telepathically let anybody know if there's something suspicious. Okay. So uh, the marching order is Saul, then Maktaba, uh, then Alphon, and then Petra? Mm-hmm. Wait. Saul, you're going first? Yeah. She moved okay. up to the front just so that she could peek around and basically psychically yeah. let you know if there's something wrong. Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. All right, so you get to the third floor, uh, go to room 301, and you see the door is hanging ajar. Uh, you can see where the latch would have been is splintered inwards, as if someone has kicked in the door. What do you do? Um, I pull back. I let Petra know. Uh, the door looks like someone's broken in. Maybe you want to check for traps? Uh, yeah. That's a little more disconcerting. Hmm. Didn't like this. I usually like being right. (laughs) Um, what would the, um, is it just, oh god, sorry. D&D is slowing me down. (laughs) Uh, is it just a perception? Uh, perception, investigation, depends on what you're trying to do. Um, I want to see if from where I am I can kind of see what happened. Uh, okay, for this you're going to just give me a straight perception check uh, because you are you haven't entered the room yet. You're just kind of looking at the door unless you'd like to enter the room. Um, not yet. I'm, I'm actually looking to see if there's any if there are traps. Uh, it's a straight up check for traps. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're checking for traps. Okay. Yeah. All right, go ahead and give me a perception check. 
God. You know, perception is linked to wisdom for some fucking reason. Yeah. And I did not roll well. <laughs> What'd you get? Uh, seven. It's okay. Uh, you detect no traps. Looks good, guys. Looks good to me. <laughs> I'm going to use... Oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to... I have a mist... I was going to use my mystic hand to open the door. So if there are traps, it sets it off and not us. Call all of my rapier trons, since I don't want to actually use magic. So... Yeah. Side modem. What are you Holy putting down? Here. The pudding or the ale? <laughs> the pudding. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I never silly, the pudding too. silly question. He's balancing the pudding on top of the ale glass. <laughs> Thank you. Just needed to make sure. Mm-hmm. Pudding locations matter. And the spoon is ready to stab someone with, you know, if need be. Keep your spoons about you. <laughs> He's going to be fighting Florentine with <laughs> rapier and spoon. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Take an inspiration. Thank you. <laughs> That's very good. I love it. It's so good. All right, so uh, your mystic hand reaches out, pushes the door open, the light from the hallway pours into the room, and you see uh, a hand. Of course, it's attached to a body. Uh, illuminated. Is it? Yes. As far as you can tell. <laughs> on the floor. What do you do? Oh, dear. I approach, I guess. So you enter the room? Or you enter yes. the doorway. <laughs> enter the doorway and cautiously begin to enter the room. Okay. Do you have any dark vision or low light vision? I have dark vision, yeah. Okay. You can see in the room no problem. Uh, it looks like someone has sacked the room. Everything is turned over. The mattress is flipped. And you see a uh, figure matching the description given to you earlier on the floor. Uh, splayed out face down. Mm, I wish I had taken the discipline that allowed me to touch things and gain knowledge. I oh. didn't. <laughs> uh, Saul, I mean, I guess telepathically, let's uh, um, Maktaba know, like, there's a body in here. It looks like everything's been ransacked and starts moving closer towards the man. The kind of name is Sid. She thinks that and accidentally relays that as well. <laughs> what about uh, the rest I'll, of you? I'll go ahead and enter the room and uh, produce from underneath my robes a, uh, a torch that I have continual flame okay. cast on. So it basically just provides all of the light of a torch but has no heat uh, and can't be extinguished. Um, it can be hidden, but it can't be put out unless it's dispelled by magic. But it just looks like a torch. Very cool. Awesome. Neat. Since there's no screaming coming or fighting sounds, I'm going to head into the room. (laughs) Yep. I'm going to also head into the room and close the door behind us. All right. You close the door as as best you can. It's able to kind of wedge it back into its frame. So the room is lit up. Uh, You see a bed... Um, looks like a dresser, table, chairs. They're all flipped. Uh, the belongings. It looks like he had a, uh, a a luggage bag that's been literally cut open, and torn. What do you folks do? I mean, I go check out the. I check the body first. 
Okay, so Sal's headed to the on. bag. Petra's <laughs> going to the bag. I'm gonna check the uh, the drawers, like the the chest of drawers, okay. see if anything was hidden in there or anything. All right, checking the chest of drawers and Moxhaba. Uh I want to take a look around the room as everyone else is doing this and see if I can find um, if anything looks out of place or uh, if anything might have been hidden or if there was any sort of a, you know, clues left behind, anything that looks odd. Okay. So uh, definitely everything in the room looks out of place, but (laughs) more to the point of someone was trying to hide something. All right. uh, Give me investigation checks all around. As you are digging through this room. Okay. Oh, 23. No. Five. Yay. Motherfucking five. Eight. Four. 23. <laughs> okay. Uh, for new Sal, dice. you confirm that, yep, that's a dead body. Petra? Yeah, this person, they just threw their luggage everywhere. It's crazy. Why would they do that? Maktaba, uh, you're familiar enough with humans and what have you, but nothing seems out of place except for the, the sacking. Uh, Alphon, you find a hidden compartment in one of the drawers. It's got a false bottom. Great. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, against a bit of judgment, pull up that false bottom and see what's inside. Okay. Uh, you pull it open and you see what looks like a um, like a document brief, like a leather document brief, stuffed to the gills and wrapped with twine. Well, I appear to have found something. Whoever the Sid was seems smart enough to hide something. He must have known his life was in some kind of danger. Maybe that's why he wanted to hire us. Maktaba, you catch sight of figures moving down on the street level. Looking over, I you see... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Okay, looking over, you see... Uh, it almost looks like a steady stream of the munis pouring into the building. I think that the time has come for us to be going. Yeah. We have good. company <laughs> about to arrive. And I will walk out of the room into the hallway. Okay. You hear shouting coming from downstairs. Uh, Sounds like the old man is trying to stop the munis from going upstairs before he gets... Sounds like thrown. Uh, You're... Crash, crash. Is there just the one staircase? Uh, There is the one staircase here. Um, Yes. Okay. Uh, Asal is gonna... Look out the window. <laughs> how far is the drop from the window? Basically, feet. like how much? Thirty feet. Thirty Oof. feet. Uh, looking down, you see immediately a light flash into your eyes as it looks like Ooh. someone's got a uh, hooded lantern shining right at you. I see him there in the third floor. Right. <laughs> um. We didn't crap. do anything. They can't prove anything. They have us at the scene of a murder, and they discover that that two of us, believe me, they'll see it that way. Uh, Especially when they discover that there's 
a Janasi and a Kinku with us. She's like, you're not the only one who doesn't want to get caught. <laughs> and she starts going to the hallway and basically like looking for another way out. Okay. So you're all... Hide in the room. Hide. <laughs> you're still in the room, Petra? Oh, no, we're going. <laughs> okay, you do see that the stairs continue up uh, for one more floor. Do you go up? Do you destroy the stairs that lead down? Do you hide? Do you jump out the window? What would you like to Where's do? Where's the sending stone? Uh, I have it. Maktaba has it. Uh, you want a radio uh, fix and see if they can pick us up? Uh, sure. Um, fix, I think that this would be a good time for a pickup. Could you meet us at the tavern? Yeah, which tavern? I'm sure you will be able to see it. It will be the one with the four of us on the roof. Oh no, not again. Yeah, again. <laughs> I'll be right there. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we will be, you. <laughs> with, we'll be coming in with friends, hopefully, who will not join us on the ship. Yeah, so Saul's just climbing out the window and climbing for the roof. Okay, so you're scaling the outside of the building. Or are you... I'm gonna take the stairs. You're yeah, gonna... that's that's my plan, too. <laughs> Does it lead to the roof? We're gonna find the highest room we can, and then we'll figure it out from there. I have climbing right. tools, actually. Oh, well, okay. So she's gonna follow y'all up the stairs, and then... Okay, I, I want to... Um, Should have taken the while... ability that lets me fly. While that's uh, while everyone's heading towards the stairs, I'm going to use um, thaumaturgy mm-hmm. to open up to bang open every door that I can see. Nice. Okay. So if there are any patrons that are in those rooms, suddenly their door banged open and there are munis uh, walking down the hall. But if not, at least it's just generating noise and more rooms that they're going to have to check. So it's a distraction and potentially uh, additional people coming out to uh, get in the way. All right. It's actually very effective. You fly open the doors. People that are uh, trying to remain secret or hidden see the munis freak out and they rush out of here. Like like one of those uh, police academy movies. People are just mixing in with the munis, stopping them and preventing them from getting up. Uh, so you guys have bought some time. Uh, continuing up the stairs, you do see that, yes, it does lead to the roof. It is the one entrance that will lead to the roof. Do you... What do you do once you arrive there? Go up to the roof? Yeah. Try to block the, the door. <laughs> Go up to the roof and block the... Yeah, Yeah. get up on the roof block the door. Okay, how are you blocking the door? Are you using your own bodies to like hold it there? or you What, for some what kind of door is it? Uh, it's a wooden <clears> door that... Uh, it's got a simple latch on it with a lock on the inside, not the outside, so it can prevent people from getting in, but not getting out. What's on the roof with us? Uh, on the roof with you is actually some sitting chairs, some lawn chairs. It looks like people sit up here and will like look at the stars or you know other things, have conversations that are private. Uh, you do see other buildings about 15 feet away, gap between uh, one building and another if you wanted to try and jump from building to building, but... That is what is up there. Uh, well, lawn chairs. Yeah, we're going to barricade the door. <laughs> the best we can with those chairs. <laughs> okay, you guys are 
barricading the door as best you can with the chairs. You work together and are stacking things and like wedging it uh, as best you can. Um, um, uh, out of character, I'm sure. going to ask for a little bit of meta knowledge here. Go ahead. I think that having traveled with everyone for a while, I would have a good idea of who was the strongest mm-hmm. of us. And so I'm asking that of the of the players here. It's not me. It's not me. I think you. It's not me. <laughs> no? It might be you. I have a zero. Be... Uh, as do I. And then you're still stronger, stronger than, than me. me. <laughs> okay, gotcha. You guys, so gotcha. We do, we done charisma. You guys done strength. Got it. All right. Um, oh no. Fun, fun, I, I fun. Have, so. I can hold on. I think I can spend some points and maybe do a thing. I'm um, very good at running away from things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, barricading the door itself is going to buy you at least a round. Oh yeah, yeah. We're going to barricade it with the chairs. I'm going to spend. Hmm. This might be weird. Maybe this is a weird idea. I have this thing called wall of wood where I can create a wall of wood, at least one portion of which must be within 60 feet of me. The wall is 60 feet long, 15 feet high, and one foot thick. Wow. That's uh, a lot of wood. And, and yet? <laughs> five foot wide section of the wall has an AC 12 and 100 hit points. Breaking one section creates a five, by foot, five foot by five foot hole in it, but the wall otherwise remains intact. So could you make like a spiral around the door with your wall of wood? <laughs> or like lay it flat and then possibly also create a bridge for us to run across? Oh, there's that. Both of those are awesome and weird options and I love them. <laughs> I'm so like, I'm like to do? being creative with what it says I can do. So I'm going to spend three of my side points. Uh, <sighs> side points. To create a wall of wood that lasts for one hour, and uh, I'm gonna lay it flat down on top of the door, and then create it to where because it's sixty feet long. <laughs> I'm gonna create it to go across to another roof so that we can run. Okay, all right. <laughs> That's definitely gonna hold them up for uh, a round or so. I fucking love that. <laughs> I'm just gonna do it and you're all gonna be like don't use magic and I'm gonna be like magic (laughs) magic well I don't think anyone can see you do it they just see a bunch of wood that is built a bridge that's fair I feel like we're leaning against the door and it's like okay we can still lie our way out of this and Saul's just like (laughs) (laughs) what wood Saul's like lock the door alright so Wall of wood, you know, erupts from the building, uh, bridging onto a, a nearby building. This one doesn't have a nice sitting area. It's got a tile uh, rooftop, so it is going to be kind of tricky. You might slip. Uh, so you're able to move over to the next building, no problem. Or do you stay there and just wait for your ride? We're gonna wait for the. I'm waiting for the ride. I feel yeah. like until Maybe, we have to run. Here's an idea. Why don't we leave the wall? Let them think that we ran across the other building and hide on the roof. Was it? Was there? Was there a place we could have hidden? 
<laughs> not particularly, but you know what? There's always maybe you hang off the side in an area they don't see. Uh, there's always an option to hide in <laughs> plain sight. That like a strength check. Because <laughs> it is a strength check. I know. <laughs> We've lost them. Where'd they go? Don't look over the side. <laughs> it's Assassin's Creed logic. <laughs> I was going to say, are there any hay bales and carts below us? <laughs> yes, there are. Don't jump into them. Okay, wait. Can you unwall of wood that thing? Yeah, I can end it. I was going to say, we could cross and then remove the wall. But it doesn't look like there's anywhere to hide on that next roof, is there? Right. And this is where Fix knows where we are. Well, we just said we'd be on a roof. Next to a bar. Next to a bar. <laughs> we could say we were, we're not in the same spot. How many fire genasi are going to be on the roof at this hour? I can right. produce flame to where they'll see me. It's true. It's nice we can send up a flare. We could set the bar on fire. <laughs> I'm, I can... <laughs> Burning hands the bar. Only two hours and six minutes for us to suggest right? setting the bar on fire. <laughs> I don't know if that's a new record, but yeah. Um, might be in the books. Might be a normally, record. Normally I'd be against it. Semicolon, however, comma, this is the, the Empire. So burn it. Are, are you suggesting I, that in character? Um maybe <laughs> so <laughs> we're like leaning against the door like okay what do we do and like that's definitely Petra's like we could set the bar on fire we're, we're I feel like we're like running across the other roof and you say that and Saul yeah. turns to you and she's like I can but there are innocents in there it seems a bit premature a lot of them ran off. Uh, it's fine. Just keep going. Just keep going. How are we getting to the next roof? <laughs> We're on the wood. <laughs> yeah, no. So you guys, uh, you, you've successfully crossed onto the next uh, building, tile roofing. Uh, from here, you can see another roof, and it continues on various heights and what have you. Uh, the distance between the two looks like it's about 15 feet. So you could make a jump uh, acrobatics, maybe. I mean, my wall is 60 feet long. Did it go to the next one? Well, it would go to, like, the edge of this roof. Okay, yeah. So, uh, well, um... If you want, I'll let you uh, angle it upwards this way. Like, you know, you got a nice little jump if you want to. uh, No, it's like a ramp. Like, I can... She does that. She's like, we can run and jump. (laughs) <laughs> There's a Jasmine and Aladdin this, like, find me a stick. <laughs> uh, you, you folks hear splintering wood from behind you, and you feel the, the bridge itself begin to shake. Uh, it looks like they've busted out the fire axes and are making their way through the door. I believe it's time to check out, shall we? And I start running up the, the ramp. <laughs> oh, All right, God, you run up the ramp. with you. Patch is going with. Yeah, we're all running up the ramp. And all running up the, the ramp. The second we're all across, she's going to get rid of the wood. All right. Firebolts whoosh, whoosh, wishing past your heads as uh, you see uh, they're, they're uh, firing off rounds at you. Um, just then, the dragonfly whoosh, swoops in yes! the ship with no name. <laughs> the lower ramp opens up, allowing you to jump on. Give me an acrobatics check. Oh, I'm gonna fail. Sick. I'm gonna oh, fail. Sure. I feel pretty good about this. 
Couldn't possibly go Holy wrong. Holy shit! What'd you get? <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! Get my modifier goes with it. <laughs> twenty. Natural twenty. Uh, Fourteen. All right. Twenty-four. <laughs> wow! I want all of you to describe how graceful you look. How cinematic movie moment this is. It's all slow motion. We're running and jumping and last minute. It's like we all jump on and Saul's the last one and she deactivates the bridge and it disappears out from under her feet as she jumps onto the the ship. Petra, you're like giving the fingers you fly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Maktaba has his arms out as if they were wings. (laughs) Someday. Someday. (laughs) Someday. Nice. Uh, Alphon turns as he sees the the uh, the soldiers coming at him, and uh, just kind of turns over his shoulder, spits on the ground at them, and then runs and does kind of the bicycling arms and legs moment to try to get onto the the firefly. Yeah, or the dragonfly. I'm sorry, dragonfly. <laughs> not not that's so something completely different. We don't know anything about yes. that. That's a dragonfly. Yeah. No, uh, that's weird. Yeah. TM, TM, TM. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get sued. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you all jump onto the ship uh, and immediately Fix takes off. Uh, you, the, the <laughs> dragonfly gets swatted with lights, uh, but they're unable to keep up as she flies off. Cut to a little <laughs> Who thought it was a good idea to come to Modem? We I have... believe you were to receive the card. I'm yeah. a bird. I just wanted everybody to remember that it was my idea and it was a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you picked something up. What was the thing you grabbed before we left? This, I'm guessing it belonged to uh, Sid. Hopefully it gives some information as to why he wanted to meet with us. Any time that we receive new knowledge, the trip was not a waste. Saul <laughs> <laughs> just kind of smiles and laughs a little bit like, Hi, Maktaba. Always so uh, positive. Is, uh, is uh, Alphon handing out, or, you know, presenting the... Uh, yeah, I'll I'll kind of un- unwrap it and kind of unfurl it and see what we see what we have. Well, let us see what we have. All right. As you unwrap the the, uh, the documents and start parsing them out, um, you find that it looks like it's tied to something called the Maven Project. Uh, looks like the Bellum Empire is trying to find a way to fuse magic and technology. They have yet to successfully do so. Or at least that was true until they captured someone from the Order and a name you both recognize, uh, Kras Rain. Uh, Kras was tortured and showed them how you can do this. You can use demons and fuse them with machinery. While it will work, they aren't stable and won't last a very long time. But they can be very powerful for a very short time. Uh, it looks like Karas is being held um, in in the Bellum's capital 
uh, Pilum. P-I-L-U-M. And it looks like there are other names on this list uh, that the Bellum Empire is trying to capture, but they haven't been able to do so yet. What each one's role is is very unclear, but you are able to confirm that, yeah, there's... Looks like five other people. Uh, any names we recognize? Uh... Yes. Uh, one person you've done a job with previously, Terence Oak, is a botanist from the Order. As well as Yuri Alfheim. And they're all being held in the capital? They, um, no, they are wanted by the capital for this project, but they are unable to locate them. They have last known whereabouts, but there's nothing in here saying that they are able to capture them or not. The two names that you that are familiar are Terence Oak, a botanist, and Yuri Alfheim. Ooh. And what's uh, Yuri's specialty? Conjuration. Both order members. Uh, Yuri was Terence worked with the order, but was not part of it. This is not good. I don't like this. The absolute hypocrisy. They go to war and kill thousands upon thousands of people to say that magic is evil or useless. And here they are trying to combine their monstrosities with the magic that we know. Well, when we were in the store, part of why we... We bought the weapons that they were selling because they were, were basically all the tech, but just tech, not magic. And I can I see the, can I take the uh, weapons from you, or like the I guess the kitchen set from you? Oh yes, of <laughs> course. It was a sword and a kitchen set because I think he was trying to hi- oversell. Yeah, Petra pulls out like an, um, when she's the uh, faux uh, crystal sword. Okay. To, like get a look at it. Is it? Is it? I'm assuming it's stats of the crystal dagger. Yes, uh, okay. but it immediately comes with the fragile. Um, um, I'm sorry, not fragile. Unstable uh, descriptor. Right. I, I figured as much. But can I go get my order weapon so we can compare them? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. You didn't uh, give me the stats for that. <laughs> oh, they're in the the codex. Um, ah. Sorry, I'll, I'll share it later. Um, but comparing the two, uh, yours has got a heft to it and is solid, um, while theirs seems light and almost like a child's toy. Well, it's shit, clearly. <laughs> it did not seem to be the best quality. I mean, it's clearly not. It's clearly not the same. This has held up for years. Whereas that, that will, that shouldn't last maybe a year. Is it too optimistic to hope that a merging of magic and technology will create a more unified future? If they're using demons, no. No. I think that is a lovely thought. But at this time, I do not think that it is a 
shit. Sorry, I, my brain blanked. I can't think of the words okay. that I want. One thing but. you definitely want to consider is that if the Bellum Empire is in control of both magic and technology, then they can kind of rule everything. Whereas that's more someone else, like say the the Magi Nation or Divinius, if they had the magic and tech combination, then they would have better negotiation powers. I mean, this is something that, like, if we could take this back to our nation, we could figure this out. We know how to do this. They don't. Well, your nation, unfortunately, has been replaced with uh, puppet leaders that yeah. are very loyal to, you know, to the Empire. Yeah. If, uh, if we could find someone who's still loyal to, you know, to magic, to us, we could have some kind of negotiating power here. Oh, there are many that are loyal to magic. Unfortunately, they're not in positions of power. Well, we is don't it, know that. Is there still a government with Divinius or the Oak Grove? Uh, with Divinius, yes, uh, there is, but the Oak Grove has always been uh, kind of a, a mishmash of just tribal uh, groups, so they don't have a leader per se or someone that can rule over all of them. Divinius is our best bet to find someone who can actually do something with the technology with the plans. Then, well, you don't have the plans. You know, not that, the plans, but the info. Well, you know that there are five names on this list, all with last known locations. Um, you mm. could try and get them. You can give the information to somebody you trust. It's entirely up to you. I think that we need to find these people. And make sure that the Empire engine is not able to complete their plans. Agreed. If we can find them and take them to uh, Divinius, that seems to be the best bet. They seem to have the most stable country currently that can defend them if the Empire decides to make a move. Now, one thing you all are, are very sure of is that Divinius has was very, very reluctant to join the Alliance. Uh, they wanted to keep everyone out and just do their own thing. Highest walls, they live with the gods, they don't need any of your problems. So while Divinius may be more stable, yeah, they may be My very biggest- reluctant to help. There is no war in Divinius. My biggest concern about tracking down the names on this list is someone was able to find or was looking specifically for us, and then quite quickly afterwards, uh, the Muni came for us. My concern is doing the exact opposite of what we want to do and leading more of them to the targets on this list. I understand your concern but it may also be that they were tracking this individual, not us, and that he wanted to provide us with this information in order to save these people. Not to mention the fact he went out looking for us. That might have tipped someone off. These are people on this list have no idea we're looking for them. Yes, but we know at least a few of them. We might we can't leave Karas with them, for sure, and we, we need to find them and warn them and help them before the Empire gets to them. 
Agreed. Anyone have a good idea as to last known whereabouts of any of them? Well, beyond what, there's a list of names of uh, locations, isn't there? Yes, there is. <sighs> so okay. you know that Karas Rain is in the uh, Bellum capital, Pelum. Uh, you know oh, that Karas. Okay. Mm-hmm. I heard, just heard Crass. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, you know that Marie Mercury, uh, theologian, uh, is in Divinius. Terence Oak is in Oak Grove. Uh, Yuri Alfheim uh, looks like they're somewhere within the Nation of Magi. Uh, Althea Reyes uh, looks like she's an engineer of some sorts. Um, is in the wastes. Uh, the wastes are like a blighted land between the two uh, nations, where no one is actually sh- is actually sure what happened. Uh, the Empire blames magicians for it. Magi blame the Empire for it. No one knows who actually did it. And the last one is Gilgamesh Farouk. Uh, he's a physicist, and he's somewhere in Servo. And I'll share this all with you, this way you don't have to... Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. In that case, we've got a laundry We've got a laundry list of names. We might as well start looking. Who first? Uh, what's the closest to where we are now? I can't... I'd have the map pulled up. It's okay. Yeah, closest, exactly the question I was going to ask. Closest would probably be uh, Gilgamesh or... Yeah, it's going to be Gilgamesh over in Servo. Ugh. I'm not sure we want to go back to Servo just yet. <laughs> Head into Servo just yet. Um, but also, they might be the most at risk. Uh, wastes or Servo, guys? I personally vote the Wastes. I'd rather not go back into Empire territory, at least not for a little while. I don't know if my liver can take it. I just... I don't like leaving someone in... I don't like leaving someone in this territory for too long, but if we must go the waste first, then let's make haste. Okay. So, you have Make haste to the waste. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> so, you're all heading off to the waste, uh, and that is where we will end it today. Cool. Cool. We'll pick up the story Woo-hoo. next week. Let's go around the table. Everyone... Uh, reintroduce yourselves for those that are uh, just joined us because I know we just got raided and where can they find more of you uh, let's start with you Blythe Hi. Uh, yeah I'm so excited to see where the session is going to go um, I'm Blythe my twitter handles and instagram handles are BlytheKalen93 that is B-L-Y-T-H-E-K-A-L-A 9-3 I also do a show on Mondays for Queers in Space it is star trek it is gay it is great um that is at that's twitch.tv slash underscore st or st underscore perseverance or you can follow us on twitter at fcrd12 um obviously i'm gonna be here every wednesday doing this cool shindig and i oh i have a charity stream next saturday the 18th but more details on that next week all right clara i am clara and uh i am all over the internet as at clearly golden and um i am you can find me here on wednesdays and 
I'm sorry, my streaming schedule just like left my head entirely. <laughs> I actually think I'm on Friday for the advice show this week. So Ooh. catch me on Friday for questionable advice. <laughs> it's Joey. Hey guys, uh, you can catch me here every Wednesday uh, playing this bard, this super fun drunky bard. Uh, you can catch me on socials at Joey Nestra. I'm also here every other Sunday playing Glittering Night, our vampire 5e game where I get to live my best Toreador life, and I'm loving every minute of it. Uh, and you can catch me on It's Probably Okay's new stream. Uh, you're here Tuesday afternoons playing Masks into the Spider-Verse. Ooh, so, nice. yeah. super cool. Nice. Super fun. Yeah, playing a, a protege who is the son of Peter and Mary Jane after Peter got back from the Spider-Verse. Oh my re- god. reacquainted with his ex-wife. Super fun. So check Oh, very out. cool. Awesome. That sounds so super fun. Awesome. Nick, where can I get more of you at? Uh, hey, everyone. Uh, I am can be found on the socials at Sun Growler, as it says right here somewhere. <laughs> uh, I'm also here, of course, every Wednesday for Dying Embers, but also on alternating Mondays for Things from the Flood. Uh, insert coin, Things from the Flood. Uh, insert coin, Floodwater, sorry. Uh, where we are playing in a uh, alternate 90s where there are robots and uh, apparently portals to other worlds. So it's exciting and fun and also a little bit depressing. But please come and join us. Awesome. And I've uh, been GM Mace. You can find me here every Wednesday. I'm also on a podcast called Games We Never Play. Uh, give that a listen. We play the games off the beaten path, not just D&D, but you know, that weird stuff like you know Ghostbusters and what have you. Uh, I look forward to seeing you more and seeing where the story goes. This is a great table. Well, until then, I will see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.